This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast, brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays, with a refreshing strawberry lemonade twist. It's Natterdays. They're going to run and get that boot. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. A baseball team that's on the way back, a college world series title. Stadium. I almost got fired because I went Willie the boss after I had a little too much sauce. This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. It's not as fun. It's not as enjoyable. It's not as interesting if you just hear me and Tommy start yelling at clouds outside because it's, it's just not the same. So if there's anything that's been bothering you or that you're beefing with, maybe it's somebody you're beefing with. You can use the name. You can not use the name. Whatever it is you want to do. Get on the conversation today. Uh, you can either do it via the phone lines, 877-377-6963, or you can tweet us at hit that line AR to get your beefs in all this morning. I got some good ones. I know, Tommy, you probably have some good ones because you normally do. But yours, I've noticed that is more as like your regular, normal, run-of-the-mill life where some, something yeah. in, in, in your expectation gets altered. For instance, or if just you, people frustrate you. Well, yes. People... People waste your time. That Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Your expectation yeah. is you go in and you're expecting something to be done in a particular time frame. Or people are just aimlessly unaware of other human beings on this earth. Yes. this That's the political correct way of putting all of this. So I'm, I'm expecting a lot out of people. People got morning. their head up their butt. Yes. There you go. There you go. There's the Tommy we all know and love to come through. So, uh, but yes, we're going to get into all that way. We're also going to continue our summer segment series. I think it's been going really well. We've had a lot of participation from a lot of you. Uh, and what's funny is obviously the sports one gets a lot of a lot of traffic on what people are thinking about. But honestly, the food, I think, is the one that has gotten the most traffic that we've done of any of the segments so far this uh, yeah, summer the food, series. The food's been popular. The sports is okay. Um, the media has been a little tougher for me because... We have to come up with these. I mean, because you know what we're going to, so you can prepare for it. Ty and I have to to scramble, and some of the times that's what makes it, it does, fun. It's what makes it fun, and I'm fine with the spontaneity of it. But you know, yesterday, best sequels <laughs> ever. Now, I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, it's a great bar stool conversation. Yeah, but I might, you know. That, that we got a that's eight minute window here. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's so, always, so always I'm, so inter- long I'm very interested in seeing what we have today. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's going to be great because uh, you know with all the questions that we've thrown in when we do the randomizer on it all, it, it, it makes it where I, you have to think quick on your feet. I tell you what might be my beef today is I've got some buddies out there. I got one in particular. I don't know if he gets to listen in a short window on these on and he and he hits somebody, but we'll be talking either in the. And I'm not sure why we call it the media segment, because we're talking media. It ought to be called entertainment. Entertainment, yeah, I guess that's true. Media means like we're going to talk about Paul Feinbaum or something. <laughs> it's what I think. Maybe we should when just you, change it. We, we can change the name. It's okay. We can make it entertainment. We don't have it in the imaging. I guess we could call it anything we want. Yeah. Everybody, when I hear media, I think we're getting ready to talk about our, you know, our colleagues. Something. Talk about Andy Hodges for something. a little bit. Yeah. You know, anyway. <laughs> but, but. Hey. Talk sports. I tuned in to hear you talk sports. Well, listen, it's June twenty sixth. Just yeah. calm down over there. And also, let's. I could only break down the Michigan Vanderbilt game last night for yes, so long. Exactly. You know? And let's be honest, Tommy. It's not like we're spending the entire three hours talking about this Just nonsense. Calm down. Yeah, we still talk sports. We calm still have sports topics. Down. Yeah, it's okay. I promise you. We go into a sports bar. They're not talking sports the whole time. Exactly. And I, and I tell you what, folks, you have every right to be upset and complain at us if. 
during SEC media days, we're still doing these things. Or during the football season, we're still doing those things. That's when you can really have the complaints that will have some justification. But for right now, it's summertime. Have fun with us. Just have fun. Kick back. As Tommy says, let your hair down. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Put it on flip-flops. Yeah. Listen to some reggae music like Brett Bielman used to do, well, even during the football season. Don't do that. <laughs> Just have it. Just Draw enjoy the Kenny Chesney. All right. Oh, yeah. There you go. Go go the Kenny Chesney route, Jimmy Buffett route, however right. you want to do it. Just uh, relax and have some fun. Island music. There you go. That is for sure. So we're going to get into a lot of different things. But I wanted to start the show this morning just with uh, yesterday in our conversation about football. Of course, we were joined by Clay Henry uh, of Hogs Illustrated talking a lot about the offensive side of the ball and talking about you know, the new quarterbacks and some of the new wide receivers that are coming in and how's the running backs looking because of the injuries that they had to battle through. How's that going? And the offensive line, they lost three of their best starters on a terrible offensive line last year. How are they going to be improved? Are they going to be improved? All this fun stuff that we really got into. But it made me wonder that after that conversation, when I was sitting down last night and I was kind of recapping it all, you know, we didn't really talk much. We did a little, but not much about defense yesterday. Mm-hmm. And in honest, honesty, we haven't talked much defense really at all during this offseason or even in the spring ball. Not to say we have completely overlooked it, but it has gotten nowhere near, nowhere no. near the conversation or attention that the offensive side of the ball has had, which to be honest, I know the offense was bad last year, but the defense wasn't exactly cream of the crop either. No. And they need some lot of help as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you have a defense that's top four, five, ten, top ten in the country – expected to be one of the best in this league, which probably makes you top 10 in the country. Um, Unless you have one of those kind of defenses returning, people don't like to talk about defense because it's hard to, I mean, yeah, you can talk about yards allowed and defensive efficiencies, but it's just not as much fun to converse about. Let's talk about the the guys are going to put up the points. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that's just natural with fans. It's natural with us. Yeah. You want to talk about wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks. And, and, and honestly, that's the most visible, easy thing for, I think, Arkansas fans to realize you got to fix because it doesn't matter. It, it does matter how good the, the defense is at Arkansas. Don't get me wrong. But until the offense is fixed and you're, like, scoring points. Yeah. The defense could be top 10, but if the offense isn't going to score any points, it's not going to matter. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many glaring, obvious, duh, got to fix the offensive line. I mean, is that the biggest duh oh, on the, on the, in the no whole question. program? No question. Is the offensive line, until that gets fixed, duh, this program's going nowhere. You know, nowhere, fast. You know, so I think those are easy, they're easier conversations to have because no one's going to refute much about that. Defense gets in a little more opinion, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you look at which have been the better defenses in the last ten or twelve years. There haven't been many, so it should be pretty easy to pick them out. Yeah, over the last, you know, that ten years, probably that twenty fourteen defense right? is one that when they only allowed what was it like they were like tenth in the nation and right? points allowed something like that. And you had what Spate was the leading tackler. Spate Flowers Darius Vylon. What all those guys end up doing when they got done playing? I think they are uh-huh. playing in the NFL. You made my point there. <laughs> you, when you have pros at different levels, and I don't. Um, oh, we got drafted. There's another guy in the secondary that was playing near uh, that's Kevin Mitchell. Kevin there, Mitchell, yeah. thank you. Play, drafted by the Redskins. When you have a pro at every level of your defense, even if they're just, you know, they don't have to be first round guys like Alabama. 
You know, they can be fourth, fifth round, middle middle round guys. I mean, you've got a you got a fighting chance then to have a decent, efficient defense. Not not the best in the league, not Alabama, not Georgia, you know, mm-hmm. not that same championship defense, good defense. And that's why it was easy when, you know, I, I knew that was the answer you were going to give me was yeah. 20, 2014. Well, the leaders on that team were at different levels, and they all played at least for a while in the NFL. And some mm-hmm. of those guys, well, they're still playing. Yeah. Well, not, you know, doesn't take a genius. They don't pay me the millions of dollars to come down here and tell you, hey, the more NFL players you go to defense, the better you're going to be. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, that's pretty obvious. And it's even if you go back before that during the Houston Nut era, the best defenses that they had, which they had some good defenses, had pro players on it. You yeah, know, you think I of the mean, defense in their early okay. 2000s, had Ken Hamlin. I mean, for crying out loud. So you look over the roster and what may make up the depth chart for this year's defense. Who would be the guy on the front line? A game. Like probably McTelvin and game. Scooter Harris is your best linebacker. Question is, is Without he a, a pro? Question. Maybe he can find a way to make himself into one this year, but I don't think right now he's a bona fide NFL draft pick. No. And I'd bet you most people couldn't name the secondary, couldn't, couldn't get two of them. So, I don't even know if I could get two of them. <laughs> Cameron Curl, Fouché might be two names people remember from last year. Yeah. But really beyond that, I mean, are either one of those guys, yeah, they're, they're pretty. Are they on Mel Kuyper's radar at all? No. No. So, I mean, defense got some work to do, and I think the secondary is going to be the the area of, of most concern. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying that's an area. But, but the problem is you don't have a lot of guys that are probably going to be pro players. I think what Clay say about McTelvin again, probably a fourth-round guy. Yeah. I think that's what he said yesterday. I mean – you're going to have to have more guys like that that develop, and maybe there's maybe there's a surprise or two on defense for us this year. But that's really what you're you're going to need is some. I mean, it's not a it's not a real uh, earth shattering statement here. You need you be you need better players that are going to get drafted, you know. And you look at the defenses Arkansas's had, and they've had enough of them at every level to give to give you a fighting chance, and. I think you got a couple potential guys. I think you got one guy for sure in the game. I, I got a question about Harris and whether or not he'll be drafted or, or, or drafted above mm-hmm. fifth round, fifth round or better. Yeah. So, well, a lot of days between now and then. Yeah. Well, what you're hoping is, and I'm not saying this will happen for sure this year, but you, when we bring up that 2014 defense, I mean, before the season started, was Darius Fylon a bona fide draft pick that was going to be all SEC caliber? I mean, you didn't know that until he got out there in that year. Same with Martrell Spate. I mean, that guy, no one even thought about as far as becoming the, I think he led the SEC in tackles right. that year. I mean, he Solo was fantastic. Tackles, no one thought about that until the, year, until the year got going. So maybe there's one of those guys. Again, I'm not saying for sure, but he maybe what, you would say like that. 136 tackles yes, or some, a it was ton. some crazy number. A ton. And I mean, it was not just, you know, just getting lucky because he, the players always got through the offensive line, defensive line. I mean, he was back in the backfield making plays. I mean, he was just, he was a monster. So you got to be able to have those players. Maybe some of the guys we mentioned will be those players. Maybe there's somebody that we haven't even talked about or haven't even seen that maybe in this offseason has developed into yeah. being one of those guys. We don't know. Time will tell. But it's no doubt that, listen, offense, chicks dig the long ball, chicks dig the offense, chicks dig points. That's what they're all about. That's what everyone loves. 
but you can't win games if the team scores more than you. I think that's also in the NCAA rulebook. You got to score, but you also got to score more than your opponent. And without a good defense, you're not going to be able to do that. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays. A light lager brewed with a phenomenal strawberry lemonade flavor that's perfect for bringing the fun to every occasion. The new Natural Light Natterdays. Touchdown, Hogs! Holy Hog! Our summer segment series here on the morning rush i think it's gone pretty well so far even though no one's told me one way or the other if it's like hey i actually enjoy that it's like i don't I think know about 70 percent of it's been good okay <laughs> and the other 30 percent is the stuff that tommy came up it's with okay. so yeah. <laughs> so but we're gonna get, we're gonna still have some fun with it now a reminder in case you haven't joined us or haven't listened to us about how we do this there's three different topics that we go through in the summer segment series it's sports of course because you know sports talk yeah. kind of have to do that they talk sports yeah, now. yeah sports doing that for station. you people this is a sports show you need to talk sports all the time that's right talk yeah. sports got to give that out to y'all so for those of you Break there's also hockey there's sports. also I'll hang up and listen there's also food which is something that's dear to me and tommy's heart here on the morning right rush here, yeah man. that's what we know all right about wheelhouse and I'm going to switch the names because me and Tommy were talking about this before the show started. It makes sense. It has been media, but we're going to switch to yeah. entertainment. Call it entertainment. Because every day we say we're going to talk media, and then we talk movies, which is fine. But when you say media, I think we're going to talk about Paul Feinbaum right. or something. Which yeah. I understand and I can agree with. So we're, we're switching that up and calling it entertainment. All so right. we're going to fire the bed, we're going to do our randomizer, and we're going to get right into it on the Morning Rush. In summer. that order, too, by so, the way, people. Yes, exactly. In we're, that order. We're, we're always organized and orderly here on the Morning Rush. <laughs> All right, here we go, finally. All right. It's our favorite time of the year. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Morning Rush summer segment of the day. All right, let's jump right into it, get the little randomizer going here. Press your luck. And Stop. sports. Tommy, are you okay with that? Sports? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Get that out of the way early. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah, get that out of the sports. way early when yeah. most people are listening. All right. The fun stuff will be later in the That's show. right. That's right. I'm, we're trying to keep it with the Razorbacks, too, when it comes to sports. So here you go. Ooh, this is, this is going to be interesting. You can change one play in Razorback football history. Oh. Which play are you changing? And when I, and obviously that means to benefit the Razorbacks. <laughs> Just have to put that caveat in there. I hope. You get one play to change in Razorback football history. Which play is it going to be? The first thing that comes to mind, I don't know, I don't know if a couple things come to mind, but I'm trying to think of how much, because the, the, the rest of the way would have made the difference. The two-point conversion attempt against Alabama in the game that ended yeah. up, what, 14 to... 14-13. Now, you got to be careful about picking that play in that game because there's a lot in the Bielema era. You could pick one yeah. play in one game and it would have made a difference in a huge win, right? That's right. So you could pick that one, and I, that comes to, to recent memory. There's a few on this list here. Um, and I think you win that football game. And what direction would that have set this program perhaps on? I don't know. Bielam is probably still your coach if he had a win over Alabama at that point. I think recruiting and a few other things take a different turn. And he would have been justifying that raise that he got in that contract. Correct. So the thing you have to ask yourself, would the two-point conversion have sealed the deal? Is that where you want to place it? 
I know some people are going to come in here with Reggie Fish in the 06 SEC Championship game. Those right. stakes would have been, I think, higher against mm-hmm. Florida. I'm still not convinced, in my mind, if Reggie Fish doesn't muff the ball, Florida doesn't cover it in the end zone, mm-hmm. that you ultimately win that game. Yeah. That was still early. It was in the third quarter, I remember, That's right? right. Yep. Um, or do you go scoop and score against Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are three that just just. Well, to me, my because number. Because we all remember the what was it Herndon? That yeah, uh, yes, or yeah, Javante Herndon, Julian Horton, uh, Julian Horton, Horton. whichever. One. Okay, one of those Horton. H's. I get one of those H's. Yeah. yeah, Horton. If Horton had scooped and scored, and Arkansas Talk about changing things beats Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl, I'm of the belief back to back eleven win seasons. I am of the belief a coach. With a BCS win and back-to-back 11-win seasons could have had an entire sorority on the back of a motorcycle. And, and they would have found a way. And he would still have been the coach. They would have found a way. No, those are good ones. Those are ones that I thought of. But to me, Tommy, it's easy. This one is at least. For my number one. Sternover. Well, that- I mean, slow hanging fruit. I, it is, one. it is, and it's the easy one to go with, and I, and I agree with I, some I of agree. the plays. I agree that play doesn't happen. Arkansas wins that game. Yes. Now, are you of the belief that that play and the outcome of that play changes Arkansas wins the national championship? Because people still describe that as the difference between Arkansas and the national championship, and they forget what happened at Mississippi State the following right. week. And they'll say, "Well, but Todd Lauderette would have never gotten drunk." Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that would have been. That would never happened if it's turnover, you know. No, that would perhaps. not. That wouldn't have been the case. I don't think. But perhaps you would have won the SEC West outright, not tied with it outright. If yeah. you beat Tennessee, you will replay them in the SEC championship game. There was still a lot of football left to play, right? Even if even you if you lost, game. and even if you lost to Mississippi State, you'd, you'd still have, played in that you'd championship. Moved to Nine and zero. Oh. I think you'd have beat Mississippi State the next week, moved to... And he was smoked LSU because they were awful. So you then you'd have been 11 and 0. back when you played 11 games. Yeah, you would have been 11-0. and 0. Yep. You would have gone to the SEC. Now, could you have beaten Tennessee again in the second chance? Mm-hmm. Don't know. It's really difficult, as we know in football especially, to beat one particular team twice in one season. Right. We see it happen all the time where the other team wins. And you had to be undefeated in that time, right. that era. There was no you know, playoff. There was, And honestly, that was also before the SEC was getting all the benefits of the doubt. So it's like, mm-hmm. even if you had one loss as an SEC team, people were like, well, they're in the SEC. That was before that time. And this was the, that was the first year of the BCS era. If you remember correctly. So you had four BCS bowl games. Right. I believe the championship game that year was the Fiesta Bowl, maybe. If I'm not mistaken. Lie. But either way, you would have at least had a chance to do it. And also, you talk about what it would have changed. Think about how that would have changed, even if they didn't win the championship, but they went 11 and 1, or I guess, say yeah, they went 12 yeah. and 1 with the bowl win. They say right. they lose in the SEC title game. With the bowl win, they go. I don't know where the Sugar Bowl. I guess they would end up at. That. Say they won that game, go twelve and one. They ended up in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, basically. losing to Tom Brady in Michigan. Right. But say if they would have won, had that season, mm-hmm. how would Houston Nutt have been looked at? Mm-hmm. Would how long if you would Houston Nutt have stayed at Arkansas? What would it have done for recruiting to yes kept that eventual dip from happening? That's right. I mean, the, the, those are the questions that I think that would really change mm-hmm. everything if Clint Sterner didn't fumble the ball against Tennessee. So, I mean, again, that's the low-hanging fruit. The ones you brought up, though, I think uh, are really interesting. Reggie Fish, but I agree with you there. Re- Arkansas had all the momentum. They had just scored 21 unanswered right. points, which is great. But 
there's still a quarter, quarter and a half of games, the game to be played. So I don't know if that's for sure sealing the deal for Arkansas, but certainly would have been nice to see how it would have changed things. I think if Arkansas had gotten that two point conversion, I'm trying to remember how the rest of that game played out. I don't know. Everybody kind of went into brain fog after that. I I think they win that game, but that that's a yeah. I think I think they win that game. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you, I, you I like know. your chances. So you're saying instead of kicking the extra point there when they scored their second touchdown, they should have just gone for two. So, that's what you're referring to. Yeah, I'm trying to re- well they because went- they they missed the extra point in their first touchdown, so they only scored six. Yeah, right. Jumped. The next touchdown. They just kicked the extra point and make it 13. For some weird reason, Brett Bielma did not go for two. Right. They went for two there is what I'm saying. Okay. And they had the one where they had the bad snap or, or bad fake yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Well, but, between that and then when Cody Walker had a surefire touchdown, but he fumbled it into the end zone in that, that game. That, that I'd forgotten about that yeah. play, too. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of plays that stand out, unfortunately. There's a play or two in that Alabama game yeah. that year that – yeah, you look at it. had to be specific with football in this one, too, because if I'd said all sports, everyone would just be foul ball yeah. easily. So, I Shady. mean, that, that would be that would be way too easy of one. But I think football, those are kind of the ones that stand out the most. Some people may bring up down to the old school ways yeah. of the shaddy play and the turnover, probably the two most heartbreaking moments in the last 25 years for the Razorbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And probably in all of our lifetimes. I got one for you, Tommy. Just thought of it. Just thought of it. He's talking about Alabama. Isaac Madison holds on to that ball in the early going against Alabama in 2010, where he was a surefire pick six. He walks into the end zone. Arkansas is up 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of game left, but a lot of game left. Still, yeah. that I think that would would have changed a lot of things too in that 2010 season if they would have beaten Alabama that year. Oh, good grief! Mm-hmm. That would have elevated them to possibly getting 12 wins that season. Yeah, jeez. Oh. I know it's all woulda, coulda, shoulda, and, and all that fun stuff, but it's fun to talk about. And it's maybe not fun to reminisce about the plays that could have gone a different way, but uh, I think it's good. So, do you have anything else, Ty? Do you have any other plays you're thinking of? Wasn't alive for it, but 69, Bill Montgomery's pick in the fourth quarter, yeah, where absolutely. you could have, when you were driving, I think it was a third in goal in that situation, and you could have closed out that game and instead Texas would come back to win 15 14. And I feel like that just kind of set the tone for Arkansas the rest of the way of just not coming up in big games. Yeah. Here's another one. Just just thinking about games. If someone could have come off the sideline and gotten Trendon Holiday in that LSU. That's another great one. <laughs> if that that would be a play you'd like to change. That's another great one too. Yeah. Right after Darren McFadden's oh, right ADR after. touchdown. And McFadden he just houses how, that yeah. kick return. If someone could have just it, where, where's, where's the guy that what was that at? Uh, where, where's the guy that needs to run out on the field at that moment? Think mm-hmm. of that high school championship game where the guy ran out on the field during the huddle. We needed someone to run out of the stands and tackle that guy. Either that or just if I was used to not, I'd have all the walk-ons stay on that side of the field. It's like, hey, if they get past our guys, yeah, run out there and get them. Yeah, because if you get ejected, if we get a penalty, <laughs> it's all worth they'd it. Have, they'd have probably still given him a touchdown, but yeah, yeah, they would have still found a way. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast, brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays, the new beer of the summer. With a refreshing strawberry lemonade twist. Natterdays, fun for every occasion. They won't catch him. Alex Collins is going to take it all the way to the house. If you could change one play in Razorback football history, one play which only. would it be? One play only. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's amazing I, how many times people are bringing up stuff that I didn't even think of or remember. Yeah. Brought to you by Sassy's. They're celebrating 10 years at Sassy's. They're on College, the original Red House location there on College. Also, the new location just off the Weddington exit in Fayetteville. Either location for a few more days through the weekend. $10 specials. You can get a barbecue sandwich or a burger. And uh, you get a side of your choice and a collector's cup with a drink for $10. Bucks. Uh, $10 pulled pork or chicken barbecue nachos. Uh, the smoked wings are uh, are on special ten dollar buckets of beer as well. So a lot of ten dollar specials. Those are a few of them that you can take advantage of as Sassy celebrates ten years. Ten years in Fayetteville, Sassy's the original Red House on College, the new location just off the Weddington exit, all five forty nine in Fayetteville. Ty brought up the shootout in nineteen sixty nine. Mm-hmm. I have thought about that a little more, and, I, and I've always thought, what would Razorback athletics look like if you'd had two national championships in the decade of the 60s? What what course would that have been set on? What would the legacy of Frank Broyles have been? And Ty brings up, you know, getting the getting the win in that game versus you know how how razor thin the loss was. I've always thought if the outcome of that game had been different. How much different would Razorback football have been from that point moving forward? I, I think it's hard to say because it was so long ago to know exactly what course or what difference it would have made mm-hmm. on the program itself. I mean, would it have changed recruiting? for you getting better players for the coming years under Frank Broyles? Would it have changed the, you know, would it have made where people... Would Frank Broyles have coached longer? Yeah. Would he have coached less? Yeah. You know, would... Arkansas be on television. I don't think. Well, I mean, (laughs) I don't think we appreciate in our age group how great Arkansas football was in the '60s. You know, it was an era where Arkansas and Texas were the best two football programs in the country for a lot of years, and you know, Arkansas was was one of the powerhouses then. Arkansas football in the '60s is what we all want it to be today, which is a national contender year in year Mm -hmm. out for the most part. I just wonder if that would have continued further and longer even after Coach Broyles stepped away from head coaching duties to be solely the AD if if you win that title there. Yeah. Would a third title have had? I mean, we'll never know. Yeah. You know? And, and that's what makes this topic so fascinating is because it's just it's one thing to say a, a play could change the course of a game or even the course of a season. But it's another thing to say that some of these plays could change the course of the entire program and for years to come. Because when this when this play is brought up, you know, does that if you mentioned if Frank Broles decides to coach longer or coach shorter, you know, just yeah. depending on when uh, he wants to become the full time athletic director, does, does he hire Lou Holtz? Mm-hmm. You know, because at the time it was all about timing with Lou Holtz. Because if correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, he was at the New York Jets after a season but right. got fired. Essentially, he was having like a Petrino type year when he was with the Falcons. And it just kind of Minnesota too. Yeah, then the timing all all ended up being right then and there. So you know, does Lou Holtz get hired? They go a different route. Does does he hire Jimmy Johnson? Well, that that something like that. Jimmy Johnson or Ken Hatfield was kind of a deal then. Yeah, it went with Ken Hatfield. But I mean, you're talking about you know what if that would have happened? They passed over. I mean, and that's where Jimmy Johnson got a and and rightfully so a a burr under Mm -hmm. his saddle. He was passed over twice. Yes. Yeah, and you saw what in his career ended up being. You know, what if they hired Tommy Tuberville instead of Houston Nutt, yeah. which was a 
serious discussion at that point in time. Well, I mean, serious enough that that uh, OH Horrible he, he thought he thought it was done. It was yeah, in the, it was in the paper. And then obviously there was a change, a late, a late change. Wasn't that the guy? Is that who Frank wanted? That there was some, there was some change, dis, yeah. dis, the disagreements mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I believe so. So you know, even if you're not talking about plays, just decisions that were made, and the difference that they could have been, or the things that could have changed. That's really what this football program, by and large, has always been about. It seems like at least is always, man, just this one little thing, little thing in time. Changes that it's a butterfly effect essentially, where it could have changed everything. Now, that's not to say that what if they hired somebody else besides Lou Holtz? What if that coach well, ended up being terrible because yeah. Lou Holtz is a Hall of Fame coach? That could have happened too, for sure. Yeah, I'm just saying you you can trace things back and sometimes tie it back to a particular moment. Yeah. I go back to the 2010 Sugar Bowl, Arkansas scoops and scores and beats Ohio State. Bobby Petrino may still have had a motorcycle wreck, and there may have still been some indiscretions surrounding that Mm -hmm. but i don't know that you can i don't know that arkansas goes as far as firing a coach that won a bcs game and back to back i don't think the i think the fans at that point would have have stood in the way yeah pulled nervin meyer kind of picketed like they did this past year it would have people would have sided with the football coach much more than that i just don't think it would have gone that far yeah just really don't and it may not have Coach would, coach would have been too powerful at that point. Yeah, and he was already pretty powerful. But yeah, that would have elevated him into a stratosphere yeah. of basically being the governor of Arkansas <laughs> to that type of I power. Because he'd have followed up. Now, we 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 got to remember that didn't happen, and then the motorcycle. You had another year in between where there was the Cotton Bowl, right? But still, going twenty, he would have gone twenty-two and four. Twenty-two and four in two years. Yeah. Who's not signing up for that? Who's not taking that? Who's not saying that if, if a coach just went, if Chad Morse goes 22 and four in the next two years, but it you, you been, think he's going anywhere? But it would have been back to back 11 win years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's just, I don't, I, I think the demand on fans at that point would have been, no, I don't, you know, care who is on that motorcycle. We, we, we want to win football, win football games. Mm-hmm. And I three mean, of those losses were to national champion well, contenders, to Auburn in 2010 and LSU and Bama in 2011. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I just you, you can always go back to these little moments, and what if that one little moment had been different? Mm-hmm. How, how, would how, the, how, how much the different look? would the program have played out mm-hmm. over the next five years? Yeah. And honestly, we're just talking specifically about football. I mean, you yeah. could do this with basketball you, too. Yeah, but you, you know, the question was in the last hour in our in our summer series here is if you could change one play, which one would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, I bring that one up. A lot of people are going to say Reggie Fish. I brought it up in the SEC championship game in '06. You brought up the turnover in '98. Mm-hmm. I think Ty was right to bring up the the shootout in '69. Yeah, Tommy, wasn't there another play in that game? That was a bad call or something. I don't, I don't have the the I, knowledge that I probably should on that game, but I know that the interception late, and I feel like there yeah. was a missed call or something that went against. It, yeah, because it was either a pass interference call, something like that. I remember my dad telling me about yeah, it as well. My grandpa used to tell me about it, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't, I'd have to go back and yeah, do I some research on it as well. Freshen up on that. Yeah, Nixon flew into Fort Smith. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, was, that was the book, wasn't it? Horns, Hogs, and Nixon's coming. Right, but Nixon was at the game, that. but you had to, he, yeah. He, yeah, Air Force One landed in Fort Smith, and then they helicoptered, and then landed the helicopter just 
south of the stadium somewhere on what would maybe be the, the track practice. area, <laughs> the, the practice field somewhere <laughs> down there. I mean, yes. there's video of that. Next yeah. and A wasn't built at the time, and Drake Field wasn't big enough for Air Force One. So I think the right. reasoning behind yeah. that. Right. So, I mean, it, it was a big moment back then. And, you know, like even a play like Scott brings up on Twitter, he says, 2004, Matt Jones fumbling against Texas. You know, that's another play that people remember where Arkansas was only down 22 to 20. They were driving. They were in field goal range late in the fourth quarter. And Matt Jones fumbled the ball on third down and how different that would have been. So, I mean, there's just a lot of plays that stand out to Razorback fans. And some of you may say this is a depressing segment because it does bring up bad memories. But I think it is fascinating to think about how things would be different, how coaches would have been different, their legacies would have been different, how fans would have been different. I mean, just there's way too many things to think about. It's like how things would be different. And that's what makes the conversation so interesting as far as changing things. Didn't Lance uh, send us a tweet about Atwater and the interception yeah, against, against, Miami? against Miami? I remember that one as a kid. I mean, thought you had Miami beat, and that would have been a, a big deal back there. I, just, I don't know, mid-80s somewhere. but Yeah, in 80, or late 80s, I think, yeah, or early 90s, late, whatever it was. Yeah, that back when the U was yeah. like yeah. the, late the 80s, program yeah. to be around. Yeah, so... I mean, there's a lot of plays that stand out. 88 or somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of plays that stand out. And if we're missing any of them, be sure to tweet at us at hit that line AR, call in 877-377-6963. I, I think it's a fascinating conversation. It seems like we're getting a lot of traffic from people, too, on uh, social media as well. I, I'm, I'm The thing is, is like if somebody grew up in as a Razorback fan thinking of the misery and of everything, I'm trying to think of all the plays and I'm having... 2015 Mississippi State, the decision to line up for the field goal instead of kind of put your foot on the pedal and, and then go it was for blocked. it. Yeah, and yeah, it was blocked. Kevin got blocked. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that one. That one was big. That one was big because that you talk about a game because that would have had Arkansas in this regular season on like a six game winning streak. I believe. I think that was the one that maybe not six, five or six game winning streak. Yeah. Either way, that you know, how's that changed Brad Bielma? Or, or mm. even if you look at the Missouri game in 2016. Kicking towards the north end zone. The kick was off to the right side of the offensive line. The left defensive end, I believe, got a, a mid on it. Yeah. Yeah. Who fumbled against LSU in 2011 that would have put them up probably 21 to 0? Was it Wingo? They're all yeah. on their own Baton Rouge. Yeah, they, I remember the game, but I don't remember. They fumbled inside the. <laughs> yeah, but LSU was beat, was scored 41 to 3 the rest of the way. I don't, even if they were, would have. Not fumbled there, though. I still think LSU would have won that game. That they were Can't just, remember who that was. Yeah, but I mean, there, even those plays that you don't even remember, don't even recall, we're bringing up. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays. The new beer of the summer. Well, I'll tell you what. If we talk about food, we'll talk about the food we, we'll eat at sports events. And then if it ends up being entertainment, we can say of the entertainment we provide when we're switching back and forth between games. There's your sports there you topic. There's, there's how right, you twine it go. in. So, all right, let's go right into it. All right, here we go, finally. All right. It's our favorite time of the year. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Morning Rush Summer Segment of the Day. All right, let's do a little randomizer here. Entertainment or food? And entertainment All is right. the one it's going to be. Ooh, now Tommy, I think this is one that you can really add something to. <laughs> I think this is something. It, it I, must be easy. I, well, it's going to be easy, but I think that you'll actually have a strong opinion on this matter. All right, which television show 
would you bring back to the airwaves that is no longer on the airwaves? Mm. If you could have new episodes, new content of a show that's no longer on what, the air, which one would the, it be? What if the people that were on the show originally are no longer with us? Which can, can, can you, it's I mean, to be any show. Just like if you if you're sitting there like, man, I wish I really could have seen more episodes like, of this like show. This is the the deal now. They like they brought Roseanne back. They're bringing yeah, these Full vid- House. They did. Full, uh, they're yeah. bringing these shows back with the original cast. And right. Some of the shows, like you know, I'm not suggesting we should bring Andy Griffith back, but I think America could use more Andy Griffith. Yeah. But, that, but that'd be fine. That's that dead. That's a good know? answer though. But I understand. Obviously, it's, we're talking about fantasy here. But just one that you wish there were more episodes of. That nope. hey, you have never seen before that you can oh. continue to watch. Well, I've seen this one before, and a, a show I missed because I watch. If it always came on after the news when I was in my teens, and I really, I mean, it was on between the news and Nightline on Channel Forty when I was a kid was Cheers. Great one, and I, Great I'm one. hoping you know because like they've recreated Roseanne, yeah, and some of these other shows. They're all still around. Could you not? Yeah. Could you not bring George Wentz is still around? Yeah. Ted Dance is still around. Could, could we not? Kelsey Grammer. All mm. the. Cheers. That's the show I'd like to bring. I'm back. with you. Yeah, that was that was one of the ones I was thinking of, and I, I didn't even grow up in the era of Cheers. I'd, well, obviously, and, but it's on Nick. It was on Nick at Night when I was a right. kid, and I enjoyed watching it. it I great. remember watching it more on the reruns after the news, right? But I, I do remember the. It, and that's how I kind of got into it. Then the and I really started picking up towards the end of its mm-hmm. if, it, if its main run there on NBC. Yeah, so. no, Cheers is a Cheers great would one. be be one that I che- want. Cheers to bring would be back. great. This the one I have, and it's maybe low hanging fruit because I feel like I, a lot of people are the same way. But speaking of people that are still around, still live, you'd like to see a reunion. I don't think it'll ever happen, but something like that. Seinfeld. Yeah, because it's a, it was a show that you could do at any point. It's timeless. It's not like. It's an outdated nope. show. That's nope, a good one. It, the content you can still continue to create. It was. I mean, you the still watch the reruns. Oh yeah, it's still funny. Oh yeah, I mean, it, and it's and it never has stopped. I mean, that show stopped in what ninety eight. You talk about over twenty years ago. That show has been off mm-hmm. the airs, and they still play it in primetime spots on television mm-hmm. in the reruns because of how great it is, and it still shows that quote. And it's not even just the stories and the content, but the characters, man. I mean. Jason Alexander is George Costanza. I've, I've always Kramer. argued. I've always argued that that Costanza, George, you mentioned Jason Alexander's mm-hmm. character, George Costanza and Barney Five are the two greatest television characters ever. I mean, it's hard to hard to the debate greatest that. individual characters. Name, top that. I. Costanza and Barney Fire for the two best ever, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. I'm you're not, not going to change my mind. I'm not going to try to top you on it, but I would throw in just for my personal liking of Steve Carell as Michael Scott from The Office. I'm a big Office guy, so yeah. you know I can understand. But I agree with you, though, because George Costanza, I, I don't want to say he's underrated as a character. because oh, I mean, he, absolutely. But he doesn't get, he wasn't the main character on Seinfeld, no, so maybe made, that's he, why. He, him and Kramer kind of made the show. Oh, man. But even Elaine, she was funny on it. And then Sy- yeah. Jerry had his add-in to as well, and the stories that you have, and just you know, like the contest, that episode that you think of. It's like, that, that was it was brilliantly done and well, how that worked out. You know a show's good when one-liners from the show no soup for you. Yeah. You know, things like that work its way into our everyday There's a show about nothing. Language. Yeah. 
show about nothing. You can't double dip the chip. Yeah. You know, you learn life lessons from that. Right. You know, and and it was the whole thing was shrinkage. So. I mean, it was, it's, <laughs> these are all the, those are all the things that you you're like, okay, that this is this is how we come together as a society yeah. when we start figuring these things yeah. out. So Seinfeld was definitely one that was up there. I mean, Cheers was actually my other one, Tom, because okay. I feel like that was also a timeless. Like you could still make today stuff the same type of content, same type of humor today, and it would resonate mm-hmm. because of uh, I don't know if the laugh tracks or that people still do those things. I guess the laugh tracks that. Those shows did way well, back when. Didn't they always say before the show, this this was filmed right, before a studio, studio live, audience. Before a live studio audience. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much they still do that these days, but I think that those would still resonate. Ty, you have one? Yeah, Saved by the Bell. That was a show I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. That's not so. a bad one. It's not a bad one. Uh, Nick, actually, and I agree with him, too. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a great That's show a as one. well. I guess you'd be an awful human being and be you'd be you'd be removed from society if you suggested the Cosby show, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, just be removed from society. You, you would be fired and yeah. your life would be ruined. So I won't suggest so, that. No, yeah, don't suggest that one. Yeah, you'd be removed from society. It can't be on the air anymore. But man, I was a big fan of Married with Children, personally. Val Bundy. That was a good one. Could not could not air that show anymore. Mm-hmm. Not not in today's that climate. That was another one that came on. After the news, you know, like ten thirty mm-hmm. or so at night. Right. Yep. I mean, that was that was one that I mean, as a kid, a I great just, philosopher Al Bundy. That's right. I just remember the uh, the Frank Sinatra "Love and Marriage" theme song. <laughs> yeah. Just getting played in the other room. Yeah. I was like, oh, that. Yep. There yep. it is. Yep. There it is. So, I, I personally like that one too. But that's the thing is, like, you you grow up with shows and you remember them and you enjoy them and you rewatch them. But there's just certain shows that mean, man, they just don't make them like they used to. No. There's, it's a different era in time. It's really when it's original. It's when I was really young. It's before y'all's time. And I'm sure there's some some older people out there listening, older than me at least, that are saying Mash. Yeah. Because if you look at t- television ratings, the final episode of Mash is still one of the most watched all time television shows ever, if not the the most. Mm-hmm. So Mash was one of those shows. And it's a different era in time, but Mash is probably one that a lot of people are screaming at their dashboard now. They're nodding their head. Yeah, Kraft, that's right. Mash. And and just because I'm younger and I don't and I know my grandfather watching, I think my dad watched it too. But it just makes me wonder why. What what was it well, about that particular show and that particular finale that made people watch it far and away more than any other well, finale or any other episode? First of all, you're, you had Vietnam going on and you know, previously, and then you were in an era where you literally had like five channels. It was before you had the cable box. Not not cable. You had the cable box, and you had four or five channels on your TV, depending on where you lived. You literally got it off the antenna back then. Mm. So I don't remember exactly what what the situation was cable wise. I was a kid then for the last episode, but cable wasn't as widespread. Would right. You say, and even if you had cable, you only had like thirteen channels, you know, or whatever. It wasn't. Then you got expanded cable that had thirty two. Yeah. Know? Because it ended in 1983, yeah. the final episode. I remember, I remember getting that first cable box, and it, you know, you, you didn't have a lot of channels back then. Yeah, you had four or five channels, and then maybe if you had the the basic cable stuff, you had 13 or 14. Cha- now you got 300 channels. Did you have a remote control? The original one had, yeah, it was a little about the size of a credit, a little bit larger than a credit card. They yeah. just have channel up, channel down, and off. Pretty much. Okay. Trying to remember what it, I'm trying to envision what it would have been like for me. A little box on top of the TV that you, yeah, to be able to live back during that time. Man, 
The good old days, before, eh, Tommy? I remember before that where it was your job to change, you know, on the old console TV. You would literally retune the TV. It's one of the kids' chores, right? As a kid, yeah, would get absolutely. up for dad and you know, change the channel. That. MASH was on 11 seasons. How many shows go on for that long and end up being as successful towards the end or at least be as renowned towards the end of the show as they were in the beginning? I, yeah, that just doesn't happen. But yeah, MASH was a good one, too. MASH All, was right. Good one too. All right, so there you have it. Tweet out of yours because we got to go, 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 go. Well, we are. Talk, talk, talk sports. You need to talk sports, though. You sports <laughs> hey, show. Hey, Greg says Melrose plays. <laughs> Did you watch Melrose Place? No. Okay, I didn't either. Or 90210 or any of that stuff. No. What about uh so not what about Hawaii 50? Did you watch that? Yes. Okay. The original? The original one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah that's the thing. We got to be specific cuz a lot of these shows have been remade. Right. Like Charlie's Angels they've tried to remake like four times. So, yeah, we got to be specific on the era when these were happening. Your number one source of local news and information you need. Like the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast? Check out the Halftime Pod at hitthatline.com.